This is the Collaboration Dynamics Podcast, helping you work together better with Judy Reese, X-ray listener, best-selling author, international virtual collaboration trainer, and master of metaphor. Hear more at xraylistening.com. Welcome to the Collaboration Dynamics podcast. With me today, I've got Paul Crick. Paul, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, Judy. It's lovely to chat to you. Um, thank you. Uh, so I wear many hats, um, in, which requires uh, collaboration and organisation. So I work for IBM. Uh, I'm the music industry lead for their consulting practice in Europe. Uh, I'm also involved in an amateur orchestra, so I sit on uh, the board as a non-exec director for that, helping them with their strategy. Uh, I also am a founding member of a free school here in Nottingham, providing an opportunity for youngsters uh, who are challenged um, by their initial background in their development years, and we provide them a place to go and discover themselves and get back on track. Um, that's probably enough for now, I think. I have fingers in many pies. That is a lot to go at, and I'm, I'm already itching to ask you questions about that. But before I do that, let me ask the question that I've started each of these interviews with. When you are collaborating at your best, you are like what? I think if I was to answer that, I was thinking, thinking about coming into it, I would say um, like a surfer who's catched caught the perfect wave mm. that would be my answer yes so if you imagine sort of being in the pipe on your on your surfboard and perfectly positioned and uh you, you've hit that optimum place of speed where everything comes together at once and there's balance and and it looks effortless and it looks uh quite beautiful because usually when you see these films of surfers in the pipe it's it's usually in slow motion and it's absolutely staggering um mm. to watch and and, and and exhilarating as well having managed to get up on a surfboard um i actually i actually know what that feels like i've never done it in the pipe but i certainly caught a wave or two mm. so that perfect wave like a surfer like that absolutely staggering exhilarating mm. beautiful and in the pipe like that Mm. Is there anything else about all of that when you're like a surfer? Um, well, I think it then comes comes to the surroundings and being more aware of that. So, you know, having the sun on your back, so it's probably somewhere tropical. Um, so it immediately makes me think of going back to Hawaii, looking at the beach and the environment and just being aware of that uh, and the warmth of the water. Mm -hmm. And when you're like a surfer, in the pipe like that. Hmm. What happens to collaboration? Collaboration um, disappears, uh, which might seem like a funny answer because instead of trying to do it, it's happening. It's, mm. it's, it's effortless and it isn't something you need to focus on. You don't need to think about Am I collaborate? You know, is collaboration happening? Because it just is. Mm. That's interesting. So, you don't have to think: is it happening? Because it just is. Correct. Yeah, you have to. You trust. 
it's almost like you trust the process mm-hmm. uh, and the process happens you know it's um uh, it, it, it's um it, collaboration is something that's channeled and and happens almost in the background mm. and so when you're collabor- when when that's happening when you're like a surfer like that in the pipe your attention is on your surroundings on the sun on your back and so forth and not on the collaboration itself it's just being in the moment mm-hmm. really in the moment and not worrying about is this happening is that happening what happens next um you know which way up am i um do i look good am i making myself good am i being admired all those kinds of things mm-hmm. it just is And when it just is like that and you trust the process and you're really in the moment, well, I suppose the obvious question is what needs to happen for you to be like a surfer like that? A surfer that's caught the perfect wave. Um, what needs to happen when would be my question. Mm. As a general, as a general answer, uh, you you probably need to trust, mm-hmm. uh, trust yourself, uh, trust your surroundings. Um, I think that's a big thing. I think you need to get out of the the phrase I sometimes describe uses get out of the way of yourself, mm-hmm. um, which could be your ego or the thing that you're trying to, that's trying to control you. Um, uh, it's it's almost uh, it's a sort of change analogies for a minute. Um, it's almost like being in that meditative state, you know, being totally present, not trying to force anything, mm-hmm. uh, and just allowing it to be. Mm. Mm. So your question was, what needs to happen when? And I suppose when you are like a surfer who's caught the perfect wave, then it's like being in, in a meditative state. Yes, yes, it, it is. It is um, a, a phrase I saw the other day, which I really liked. It, I, um, it, it's stillness in motion. Mm-hmm. It's um, being in that still place, accepting, allowing things to flow, um, but being in motion at the same time. So mm-hmm. that collaborating, that act, that action, that surfing on the surfboard. It's 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 that place. Um, some people call it the zone. Um, but that's that's what's in my mind's eye. Mm. So when that's what's happening, when you've caught the perfect wave, what needs to happen or what circumstances need to be in place such that that state can occur? Um, that's a good question um, because it, it, will, it, it, it will vary and the the immediate instinct would be to say, oh, well, these things outside of me uh, need to need to be in place as prerequisites in order for me to to get on the surfboard and get into this place. And and, and there's a little bit of that. So I, you know, I need to be involved in projects that I'm particularly engaged engaged in or have a, have an interest in. I think I think that would be that's important. I think most of it comes down to how you are yourself mm-hmm. and taking responsibility for that to say, can I 
can I find that space where I can get out of the way of myself in this situation mm-hmm. and, 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 and allow that and allow whatever is going to happen to happen uh, and collaborate. I think, I think what happens is we all try too hard mm-hmm. to, to collaborate instead of um, encouraging and discovering what's within each person that's part of that collaboration. If we now sort of move it into sort of a more of a work environment and say, okay, what do you bring to the table and how does that help us? How does that help us get to get, get to that? goal or outcome or whatever it is we're we're attempting to do mm-hmm. so what needs to happen to discover what each person brings to the table well i think you need to be in a place where you're ready to listen uh, rather than speak first mm-hmm. um, i think that there needs to be some common accord around what it why it is people have gathered together to to do things. I think there also needs to be some pre-framing of what what it is the particular collaboration is trying to achieve, either in a specific session or in the wider scheme of you know, perhaps a project or something like that. Uh, I think I think people need that con- context um, because people come from different places. People have different needs you know some people need to be very clear about well tell me what the process is or tell me what the boundaries are of what it is but you know tell me mm-hmm. whereas other people other people are oh, sort of prepared to walk into a situation and, and allow it to evolve and, and and roll with it for want of a better expression mm-hmm. I, i'm imagining that would be particularly uh, so in the music industry that some people would want to be told what the boundaries are and other people would fight tooth and nail for them not to be told what the boundaries are oh i think i i, I think in in a, in, a, in a world of creativity um i think I, I think i think it becomes interesting and everyone is different and and the, and the skill of uh, someone like a producer for example is, is almost to be the the psychologist within the, <laughs> the group and the and the coach to 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 mediate and facilitate um, the collaboration in a, in a way that is not so obviously process led. You know, mm-hmm. first you do this, then you do this, or you know, so obviously. Um, I'm tempted to use the word manipulating, but it's not manipulating. It's uh, so so obviously coaxing and, and and encouraging people. It's all about discovering well. I think it's all about discovering the spark within and, and encouraging that to come forward, and hopefully, in 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 doing that, giving others permission to do the same thing, and then bringing that together creates this this unique recipe in a particular moment, which might be the creation of a song or the recording of a song or a live performance or or something like that. I think I think that's the way to do it, rather than saying, you know, you must do this or you must do this or why can't you do this or you know, we want you to do this or, or whatever. You know, the people people trying to push people to be like other people um, because they know that's what sells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so what 
when you're not when a, someone like a producer is not um setting a particular process or very obviously coaxing but instead is uh encouraging individual spark the unique and creating that unique recipe in the moment is there anything else about what they actually do i think it's individual to each producer um, mm. i think i think and, and i think that's why um you, you, um, bands work with different different producers and get different different results mm -hmm. uh, partly through their their ways of working partly through um, their ability to collaborate for want mm -hmm. of a better better term uh, and partly you know for their track record you know if they specialize in a particular genre and that's what the genre that you're in and you want to work with that individual to get to get you know commercially viable results or artistically credible results then then you're going to make that choice um, so it's you know, every producer is different mm -hmm. and every every producer will have a different way of of working and bringing the best out of the artists or artists that, that are with them mm. now one set of questions I, w I really want to ask you about because uh, um, in the course of this podcast so far at least two people i think um more than two but at least two people have used the metaphor of an of um, an orchestra mm. as an example you know of, of as their metaphor for when they are doing their thing at their best in collaboration yes um and given that you've got ex you know real life practical experience of the management of an orchestra i can't resist asking you to comment on that oh boy <laughs> i think it's a i think it's a deceptive um metaphor i think at the surface level it's very helpful in that you have you know um anywhere between 20 and 60 players different instruments different personalities you know different moving parts being brought together under the baton of of, of a conductor whose job is to get the best out of that ensemble to produce the best to recreate uh, a, a, the best version of a piece of music that can be done with the the standard of competency in the orchestra uh, in each of the chairs to make a harmonious uh, harmonious sound um so i i, I think that is uh certainly certainly what you're trying to do in a collaborative situation mm -hmm. and it and is a good metaphor i think all the problems that you have in an orchestra in collaboration magnifies into sometimes <laughs> some of the problems you have collaborating in other contexts you know sort of small one-to-one -one meetings or, or project management in a work situation so the, the parallels are are, are interesting in terms of you know people getting out in in the way of themselves or um, people people pushing themselves out and wanting to look good and you know trying to get all the solos or people um, drawing attention to themselves um, you know, particularly if they're not soloists <laughs> that kind of, that kind of thing mm. um, but I think I think I think what's interesting with the orchestra I I, I work with um, we we have a secondary purpose which is is not just to play good music 
um, to entertain people, but it's actually a way of providing work experience um, for the long-term unemployed. So they they come and join and um, be part of uh, part of the orchestra in a volunteering role mm-hmm. and develop and develop real-world experience than in marketing or social media or logistics or fundraising um, or or you know, some of the commercial aspects of the orchestra. And, and are able to put that on their CV. So, you know, one of, the, one of the primary functions of the orchestra actually is to be a vehicle to help people back into work. And, you know, we've got a very strong hit rate in terms of doing that. So that changes the, the emphasis in the way, you know, it gives you, it gives you something to focus on besides simply making music. You know, the, the, we make music and because of that we're able to help the long-term unemployed back into work. Mm. And what difference does that make when you have that other purpose? Um, I think it helps you cut through um, some of the conflicts that arise. You know, it's able to draw you back to that higher purpose of, okay guys, remember why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, and it's a great leveler in, the, in that respect because you know, artistic differences can can appear quite quickly. Um, all the all the ego stuff can, can come to the front very fast, and it's a great way of saying, "Yeah, just remember why we're doing this." And yes, we we do do some very very good events, and and as an orchestra, we're starting to uh, play to a very high standard um, uh, for for a non for an amateur orchestra, um, which is great. You know. Um, because that makes it slightly easier to sell tickets, but it builds our reputation, uh, which all helps with fundraising. But in the event of conflict or losing our way, we've always got something to back, come back to to say the reason we're doing this and the thing that makes the difference is you know, we have a purpose that's bigger than you know, just just being a, yet another orchestra playing playing music to the public. That's very interesting. I'm curious about, so that that's, there's always something to come back to, that idea. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious about whether there's a relationship between that and the discussion we were having a moment ago about where the boundaries are. Um, it, there, there may be. Um, I think... Uh, you know, you've got to ask the question... Uh, for what purpose collaboration mm-hmm. um, why are why are you doing it what, what, what is the purpose uh, and to some extent that that will set some boundaries I think mm-hmm. I think I think it's helpful when um, the purpose is bigger than you um, because it, it take it, it's, it's it's helpful in the sense of getting to the point where you take yourself away out of the way of yourself more quickly than perhaps you would if that purpose was just to, uh, well, yeah, purpose for doing this is to go and get famous or mm-hmm. to go make money or you know, so, something that perhaps didn't have quite the same depth to it. I'm not decrying that. There's nothing wrong with those things. I just think it's easier. I think, I, I think it, it's almost it provides a, a stop valve that you can, you can you can turn in in the event that you know, the, the collaboration itself loses track or you know, falters in some way or loses momentum. Mm-hmm. 
And then there's a stop valve you can turn and just then go back to that purpose that's bigger than you. Yes. Mm -hmm. that, 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 that's what I would argue, yes. Now, one thing I want to ask about, which is a metaphor you've used more than once, which is about uh, take yourself out of the way of yourself. Mm. And people say that and we don't often pay much attention to it, but I'm really curious because you, you know that metaphor is my thing and uh, we've talked about this kind of thing before. So when someone takes themselves out of the way of themselves, oh, how does that work? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, and and what, I'm, what I'm exploring and, and, and trying to codify um, because it's a very helpful place to be. Uh, if you ask me to to describe a process to do it, then I'm not not uh, so much interested in the process to do it, but right. Um, so when um, yourself is in the way of yourself, whereabouts are those yourselves? Uh, they they tend to be in your head. Mm -hmm. um, you tend to be in your head, and you tend to be thinking a lot, now thinking, and you, you know, there's just there's just too much thinking going on. And how um, many yourselves are there in that? When 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 yourself is in the way of yourself? Um. Well, again, I guess, I guess that'll each everyone will be different. Um, for you, for me, it's. Um, could be two or three because I've got a lot going on mm -hmm. uh, in terms of projects. You know, it's very easy to for thoughts about other projects to come wandering in and distract. So generally, you have thoughts that distract you, mm -hmm. um, that, that, that take you out of being being in the moment and focusing on the thing that you need to focus on. Mm. Um, and those thoughts uh, come wandering in. Yeah, they'll they'll be. It's funny because because um, there's a balance between this auto automatic this automated thing that I'm talking about. You know, being in the moment. Mm. It, it really is um, trusting, and it's almost the ability. So it's like it's like playing a music instru musical instrument, for example, mm -hmm. and watching and f deliberately thinking about where you're fingers are, are going moment mm. to moment mm. versus simply letting that happen and trusting that will happen. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm. Um, because, and, and that's the difference is, is if you, if you can trust now you need sufficient awareness. It's almost like you, you've divided your attention mm. on the, on the one hand, you're, in your attention's partly in the moment, and on the other, you sort of got half an eye on what's happening mm. from time to time. So, if there's a tricky passage you need to play, then you, know, you might you might actually need to watch what's happening. But if you think about think about it and try to force it, or start to become concerned about it, then it's almost like using using the negative. It's like don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake. Oh, mm. guess what's happened? You've made a mistake because you're simply thinking about it too hard. Mm. So that there's a sort of right hardness in terms of how much you think about it. 
Yes, and right level of attention, really. Um, it's uh, it, it's the ability to take that observer's position mm-hmm. and watch and watch yourself watch yourself doing it, but not pay enough attention to it to be distracted. It's it's tricky to describe, and to be honest, you have to experience it. Mm. Um, and and when you experience it, then it's like you're a surfer that's caught the perfect wave. Kind of, yeah, exactly. Mm. And then, oh, I, so when you described that earlier, you described um, that it, you, you described it as being beautiful. And but I it, think you described it as being beautiful fr- sort of from the outside, from an observer's point of view, as well as the experience of being in the pipe. Oh, Absolutely. And yeah, also from 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 inside, mm. because um, this is where it all starts to get a bit woo woo, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure that that's that's where you want to go. But uh, I'll go there for a minute. It, it, it's 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 almost it's kind of like you become part of everything else mm-hmm. um, for for a moment and and disappear. Mm. And that's when you you get you take yourself out of the way of yourself i believe so yes in 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 the way i like to think about it yes Mm, that is so interesting thank you very much indeed for that and we're coming to the end of our time so we're going to have to uh leave it pretty much there um before we finish um if people want to contact you or find out more about what the kind of things you do how can they find you well, there's a couple of places. Uh, first of all, I have a website which concentrates on um, talking more about this, um, more about music performance and uh, performance confidence coaching, which is uh, one of the main things I focus on. So that's uh, that's at www.paul-crick, which is C-R-I-C-K, dot com. So you'll find uh, find me on the on the web there. Uh, do give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. Uh, I'm always interested in uh, what people like, what people want to see more of. Uh, that would be great. The other place to find me is on Twitter. So you can find me at uh, so at Paul H. Crick. Uh, come and follow along. I follow most people back, say hello, and uh, I'm very happy to meet you. So those are the, those are the best two places. Brilliant. Thank you very much indeed for all of that. It's absolutely Thank you, fascinating. Judy. Great. You know, I, I've learned so much in, in, in this conversation. Thank you. You're welcome. Wasn't that interesting? In particular, I'm fascinated by the insights into the real workings of a real world orchestra that, of course, it's not in practical terms the perfect example of uh, collaboration. As with any group of real human beings, there are tensions, there are conflicts, there are difficulties. And as with any group of human beings, one of the ways to pull people back from the conflict is to draw their attention to a purpose higher than themselves. So I love that part of the conversation with Paul. And another part of what he knows so much about, the art, the practice of practical creativity, how a producer um, coaxes without coaxing obviously. 
somehow they draw out the spark, draw out the individual inspiration without forcing any kind of process. And this idea of taking yourself out of the way of yourself seems to be emerging as a theme across several of the interviews I've done so far. It seems that when people are collaborating at their best, their attention is not on the collaboration, but much more on in the moment, on the joy of doing whatever it is they're doing together. And, of course, there are necessary steps that have to happen beforehand that make that possible. What questions do you have about collaboration? I'd love to um, get them answered with my next interviewees. So if you're curious about some particular aspect of collaboration or about collaboration in some particular circumstance, do get in touch. You can contact me via the website xraylistening.com.